If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Jesus loves you, and he can forgive you no matter what you have done. That is, until you've watched this film. Join us for our review of Electric Jesus. This is the Unsung Cinematics Podcast, where we review some of the best-kept secrets in TV and film. Your hosts, Stuart and Rostislav, present you with a misunderstood movie to see if it deserves the title of being unsung. Hello, my podcast lovers. Welcome to episode 29 of the Unsung Cinematics Podcast. Today, we're covering the film Electric Jesus from 2020. Welcome, Rosto. How are you doing today? Hello, everyone. Nice to you. I'm okay. And uh, yeah, the movie uh, is <laughs> definitely something to to review. There's not many reviews. I checked. So no, there's definitely not too many reviews. This is actually one of Ken's uh, recommendations. So we'll see if we trash it or we praise it or maybe uh, do a little bit of uh, air, air guitar. But you won't be able to see that. So <laughs> definitely. Well, it's uh, definitely really heavy, <laughs> heavy duty metal, right? Oh, for sure, and, uh, for sure. Metallica, ACDC, um, and. St- I guess Striper would be the the Christian band of the of the decade when it comes to Christian music. Anyways, the real band, but but uh, yeah, very he- heavy stuff. Uh, that's pretty much. I mean, other than really really heavy stuff now that I guess Ken would listen to. There's not a lot of that kind of music floating around. So sure. So maybe you can uh, introduce the movie since uh, you adopted it. For sure. Uh, so yes, the the movie is again from 2020, uh, directed by, produced by Chris White. Uh, kind of a solo adventure, I suppose, by him. Uh, online distributors were basically you can watch it on Amazon, but it was produced by uh, 1091 Pictures. They have a few uh, films in their arsenal, none of which I've seen uh, personally, uh, but maybe those are some other ones to check out as well. Rated uh, PG-13, so there's no uh, sexuality, nudity. I think there might be a touch of swearing. I don't recall offhand if there was or not. But No, it's not much more than an S-word. Right, right. So it's fair. It's a, you could say it's a bit of a family movie in that regard, other than the fact that they're playing heavy metal, I guess. Devil's music, maybe, to, according to some. But, but uh, yeah, so the ratings, uh, IMDb had a 6.8 out of 10, and Rotten Tomatoes had an audience score of 85%, but the funny thing about it was there was no critics' reviews, so... They not, they didn't get interested. They didn't get interested, yeah. yeah. Maybe they didn't even know about this movie. Uh, it might be, uh, you know, when this is uh, maybe strictly uh, uh, 
made by um, the Baptist community or I would say Protestant, uh, uh, you know, uh, environment. Uh, sometimes it's very hard to catch these kind of movies. I, I'm not even sure where where Ken came to that, you know, and uh, but it was very hard to find any kind of information. I'm actually surprised you uh, you found the information about the budget. Can you tell about the budget? Yeah, the budget was a uh, hundred thousand um... dollars. I don't remember where I found it. I think I found it in a comment on IMDb or something, or, or did you know fa- fact or something to that effect? But it is uh, only an hour forty-seven minutes long as well. It's not a particularly long film, so you can get it through it on a weeknight or pretty much any time <laughs> without without falling asleep, right? Without falling asleep, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, and yeah, the time frame is set in the eighties as well, so Christ- Christian rock in the eighties. Well, we don't know anything about the earnings, right? Uh, no, we don't know too much about the earnings. I assume most of its earnings are from, uh, well, actually, there's a website called Joyful Noise Recordings that's selling uh, vinyl records and uh, tapes of of the songs in the film. Uh, I'm assuming that's where they're getting a lot of their cash flow from and also from Amazon. Right. Okay. Which is like a fictional band, right? Rock band, I would say. Right. Uh, but that, you know, only in this movie, basically. So, yeah, for sure, maybe they're making some buck from there. And uh, plus, the, there is, of course, distribution on Amazon uh, and um, other platforms, I would imagine. Right. It seems um, like not, uh, not, yeah. Seems like strictly online sales. I don't th- think there was any theatrical release. I, I did. They did have a. I believe they did have a opening somewhere, but I can't remember offhand. But I think it was overseas somewhere. Right, right. I um, well, I just want to say the the title is definitely very catchy. I mean, Electric Jesus uh, <laughs> it might mean anything, right? Um, um, plus, uh, well, I again, I will be very, very gentle with this movie because I'm not really a big fan of. Uh, 80s heavy metal. I mean, I like the metal or let's call it hard rock or blues rock, you know, from 60s and 70s. But then it maybe in 80s got kind of uh, too electric, I would say again. Here you go, the, the, the electric word um, again here. You know, they were starting to use synthesizers. Um, the, the music was getting really upbeat and sometimes even annoying, and uh, the vocals sometimes would be killing you, you know, and uh, it's just not my cup of tea for sure. Mm-hmm. However, I, I, well, I'm not going to, you know, I'm, 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 I'm going to be very objective, and uh, I'm going to be talking more about the movie rather than the music, right? And, right. Uh, so uh, that's, uh, that's my starting point here. Okay. So yeah, Electric Jesus is uh, basically it's a coming of age film. Uh, it's a bunch of teenagers they go out uh, on the road to promote their band 316. Uh, basically, it follows around uh, a young teen. Uh, he has a mixing board. He j- decides to join the band, and he's his motto is "I'm going to make Jesus famous." And uh, I guess he's a recent recent convert as well. Like he wasn't really into uh, he wasn't a Christian. I don't believe until he was converted at some point there, but. There but anyway, go. anyways, they follow. They follow. Basically, 
it's uh, there's narration in the movie and third person perspective as well, and they kind of jump back and forth between the two. He's kind of retelling his his uh, younger days as an adult. So yeah, he's at the same time he's doing a narration of the movie. There is this narrative voice, which is basically his, right? That's right. So anyways, uh, I'm going to roll the clip if you don't mind. Sure. Okay. All right. We get two songs. That's it. No covers. Hey, did y'all see Marlon? Because I got him to sell my head. We'll play Commando and Barabbas. All right. You Nimrod, that ink's going to sweat right off you. All right. Don't go over, guys. Do not go over. Commando and Barabbas. That's it. All right, Scotty? Strict time. Strict time, yes. Hey, Skip, wait. Yeah. We didn't get any pizza. You know, if I could stop time, Cliff, and get you some pizza, I would. But God has not given me that particular gift. Right. So, so in that clip, the, <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit funny there. Yeah. He's more concerned about uh, pizza than he is about uh, about playing a, a good set. But he was, uh, you know, it's a bit just a basic scene out of the movie. I had trouble finding a suitable scene because a lot of it had music overlaying over over top of it. So I didn't want to get anything to do with right. cop- copyright, but. But uh, yeah, basically, it's just uh, a clip from one of the the shows on the tour that they were doing. So I thought yeah. I'd throw that in there. But just a second, uh, just a minutes uh, before the the concert, I would say, right? It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a conversation in the backstage, basically. Right, right. It's it's kind of yeah, it's a backstage conversation that's going on. So right. Okay. So. Uh, I guess we'll move on a little bit uh, here to uh, the style and directing and, and theatrical aspects of the film. So, did you want to go first? Yeah, I can. Uh, I can say, uh, well, theatrical aspect, uh, the, the the sound design, of course, uh, directing. Uh, when when we're talking about these things, you need to think about the, these guys being basically in some kind of, uh, <laughs> I would say, youth camp, right? The whole the whole this adventure, the shooting this movie, uh, I I believe, and I'm I'm pretty sure it was uh, under the direction of the basically uh, director, but at the same time the Baptist community, right? So right, uh, I I I. I'm very sure there's uh, that they developed some relationships. They they were very very having a really good time. I would say uh, everything was nice and uh, you know gentle, full of love and <laughs> so on. Right. So uh, let, let's. Uh, I I think this is the starting point where we can uh, talk about how the, how the directing was and the passion about this uh, project. So, uh, so yeah, I, I I believe it was it was really good, and uh, I mean to the the movie is not well the quality of the movie like production value. Okay, some yeah some some can compare this movie with the the almost famous right. That's another I would say rock uh, rock band tour movie, just like this one. But uh, of course, Electric Jesus doesn't achieve this this kind of quality however still it was a nice nice project nice movie and uh, it worth to to talk about right and um, so right, right so th- that that's what i would say you know the and 
even you know considering the budget hundred thousand uh, dollars that that's very little i mean there, there were so many people in the crew so i think there was lots of volunteering and uh, maybe lots of enthusiasm and the, the the probably actors they didn't get much back out of out of this you know so right well uh, it, it, it was a passion, passion project yeah, passion uh, passion project you know it was definitely a passion project right and you know they had uh well you have uh one of the main characters who played Skip, um, he's from the the office. His name is uh, just his name. Well, it, yeah, he's from the TV show Office, right? Right. Yeah. But anyways, he uh, he and and a couple of the others, I think, were were sort of interested in this project, and and they actually produced uh, their own music for the film. Well, here you go. You see again. You see the passion, and uh, many people chipped in. Maybe, maybe even for free. I would say. So. I'm not sure. Well, so, some of it was for free, and other. Yeah, I think actually. Well, I'm not sure. I agree with that. I think. I think. Uh, I th- like the composer. His name's Daniel Smith. Um, I'm pretty sure he was hired to do this, to do the uh, oh. the music. So. Right. Right. Uh, that's that's why the music in the film was actually a little more um, was actually decent, you know. I don't know if you noticed that. It, exactly. I'm I'm not I'm not gonna discuss the quality of the music. It was yeah. decent, really. It was professional, I would say. Right. Right. It's just not my thing. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> not your problem. thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't and, know. I f- I found the uh, color grading and and the. Uh, scenes and the clubs and the bars and and whatnot the light it was a very uh very bright and had that energy i don't know if you noticed that it had that energy definitely they used lots of daylight of course and sun uh so it was more cheerful and uh in some instances i thought they were maybe a little bit um, you know playing with the colors you know it wasn't just a natural no it definitely wasn't uh, natural yeah they, they were there. There were some enhancement I could see for sure, for sure. Uh, and, and I believe it's also filmed in Georgia and Alabama, going between the two places. So when they were doing their tour, I mean, they're trying to make it seem like they're going all over the country, but really they were just sticking to two states. So exactly. I mean, that would cost them also <laughs> if they uh, travel a lot, you know, and. Um, even uh, many, uh, I would say, interior, uh, uh, I mean, in, in-house scenes uh, are where either uh, set up or, or a green screen, right? So uh, that that could give them uh, also some, uh, some uh, they could, um, in, a, in a some certain way, they could save some money on that too. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah, I mean... Uh... I have no no qualms with the direction of the movie. It it didn't have a hundred percent eighties feel to it, but it was close enough that I was able to immerse myself in it somewhat. Well, there was a, I would say um, there was Jude Nelson, you know, and Jude Nelson is a, a star from, uh, of course, eighties famous movie, uh, The Breakfast Club. Right. That's right. Yeah. So he, uh, so he's kind of well versed in <laughs> in these kind of things. So uh, 
that 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 was really nice a nice touch that uh, he was there oh, only five minutes but still it was uh, really something nice to see that uh, he actually participated in this project right and uh, you know being being this movie being uh, uh, situated in 1986 and basically when he did the famous movie the, the breakfast club it was also 1986 so there i see the significance and uh, he really fit the role even though he was there a few minutes and uh, but it was still nice to watch him right right right, right. i'm not sure about the dialogues you know the Obviously, the master of uh, 80s dialogues is uh, definitely uh, a famous director who did so many eight movies, high school movies in 80s, uh, John Hughes, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe maybe Jude Nelson, who played uh, John Brenner, maybe he, he you know brought some thoughts to it, but... Uh, I cannot really say, you know, I don't know how, how they used to talk in uh, back in eighties in, uh, in in uh, in the U.S. I can compare that only with the other movies, right? You know, well, but, but to me it seems uh, real, considering that those are guys from uh, the church uh, environment and they, uh, you know, they are really up to it. They're reading Bible and so on and so on, and uh, but sometimes they get crazy and so. Obviously, there wasn't much swearing and uh, some sexual allusions. Uh, so uh, I, I imagine that this is how it would be, right? Right. I I don't think it was exactly. I mean, the the the, the teens that they well, I mean, they're not all teens really in real life, but I feel like they didn't have that. They didn't really push home that sense that they were in the eighties. Uh, I I. Some of their, I don't know, modern ways of dialogue came out. I, you know, I'd growing up in the eighties. I don't. It didn't quite do it for me in that regard. But it wasn't so far off the spectrum that I was like, oh, they, they sound like they're from. Well, here you go. You are the one to say. I believe you. I mean, you were there, right? So uh, um, I don't think there is a huge difference between Canada and U.S. But uh, you are the one who can say. So, if you have this feel like they were sometimes uh, maybe changing from uh, typical 80s dialogue to. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At US Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders from ship to shore, air to ground. Cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Nowadays, dialogue, then uh, here you go. Right. 
and I, and you I wouldn't know. Catch, yeah. yeah, I couldn't catch it uh, myself. Yeah, so. you you wouldn't know the difference unless you grew grew up either, because it in in reality the dialogue is different, but the some of the uh, slang words. I be, I think that's where they missed the mark is on the slang because there's the slang is a lot different today than it was in the eighties. Of course, I believe so because obviously any any language. Uh, uh, you know, it's always in development and uh, evolves basically by years uh, using new expressions, new uh, colloquialisms and so on. So I, I wouldn't be surprised there, you know. And uh, But all in all, you know, it was a nice project considering that um, uh, Chris White, that's his name actually, and his wife actually was an executor producer, uh, even though he's not extremely experienced director, but he still did a good job, I think. Oh, for sure, for sure, I I agree. I mean, for for this budget, I mean, it felt like I was watching something a little with a higher budget, actually. So exactly, he could uh, make this uh, uh, maybe feel that uh, it's something really serious, you know, because. Uh, it's not easy, you know, for that money. <laughs> right, right. I mean, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to talk a little bit of the, of the music because I think it's important uh, for this category. Uh, so they did use real music in the film from real bands. Um, for instance, To Hell with the Devil by Striper. Uh, so they must have had... I don't know how they got the licensing for some of the, this music because I can't imagine it being very cheap. Um, and they in the background too. I noticed there's a few clips of some other heavy metal bands, not Christian heavy metal bands. So I'm kind of curious about that. I didn't find any information about that per se. Uh, but it, but again, the film had a lot of original tunes in it as well. There's uh, uh, as I mentioned at the very start of the podcast, you can actually buy the vinyl, um, vinyl records or. or the soundtrack on uh, tape as well. And the funny thing is there is no CD version of it, which is, I guess, sort of their allude to 80s exactly. formats at the time. But but uh, you could buy those. But some of the songs on there, basically, uh, I, I one, just one, two, four. So it's about five or six songs in the film that were actually produced by Danielle Smith. And then actually... Uh, the main singer, the lead singer, Wyatt Lenhart, as far as I can tell, it seems like he was actually the real singer. So I thought that was kind of interesting as well, using a real singer and, and as an actor as well to perform the role. So he, he had a very good uh, singing voice. He, he had like a like an ACDC or Metallica high-pitched um I can't even do the voice. High but pitch, you know. Uh, yeah, high, very, very high, high very high, high tunes. I mean, uh, yeah, his voice uh, could, uh, you know, go uh, in very wide, wide range. I would say. Yeah, very and, wide uh, range, and same with uh, Shannon Hutchinson, who played Sarah. Um, there was one scene in the film where she was singing a uh, sort of a folk country song, and I believe she sang. I can't confirm it 100%, but I believe she actually sung that as well. I believe so. I believe so, and uh, it's not rare that uh, 
actors, uh, actors and actresses uh, singing the they're singing the songs in the in the movies. It's not something uh, rare, you know. They they like to do it, you know, and uh, and I think they did it well, you know, in this movie. And uh, the, the there was a good quality singing, you know, actually. That's right. Yeah the 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 music was was I mean if you're into that kind of music I mean definitely it's something uh, a film I would watch for sure. Um, definitely, yeah. If you're in it for other reasons or you don't like the genre, maybe that's not for you. But but uh, yeah. So, anyways, uh, that's all I wanted to say about the musical aspect. If you want to go check out check out their. Um, recordings you can go to joyfulnoiserecordings.com this is not a, bl- a plug or anything it's just the only place where i found that they had the full the full set so right right um so uh other things you know about this movie uh like i said at the beginning uh, it's very comparable to a ro- another road movie almost famous and uh, maybe you can compare it also with the spinal tap but a little bit less because spinal tap is meant as a mockumentary right and it's it, and it's more about uh, the band that is basically declining and and uh, but I, I i think the most comparable it's with almost famous because uh, both bands in Almost Famous as well as in uh, Electric Jesus, they're actually uh, getting deals, getting better, getting more famous and so on. So it's uh, very similar. However, the morals are kind of opposite, right? Because, well, I mean, both movies are about the love, about the maybe betrayal, about some envy and jealousy and so on. It's... uh, Obvious, but uh, maybe I would say in uh, Electric Jesus, it's a little bit less aggressive comparing to Almost Famous. Okay. Plus, of course, uh, uh, guys in uh, Almost Famous, they they drink beer. But on the other hand, the guys in Electric Jesus, they drink uh, non-alcoholic beverages like Coca-Cola or... Uh, Sprite and <laughs> well, I mean, rights. they were supposed to be sixteen and seventeen years old, right? So, yeah, but still, you know, I mean, uh, how how easy is to to show them, you know, in uh, in some other ways, getting getting loose uh, without the parents, right? Well, the Skip, who is uh, the uh, manager, you know, he was uh, certainly a little bit uh, loose with his morals. That's for sure. He was. Kind of into drinking and and money and drug. Well, I don't know if he was into drugs or not, but he was definitely into uh, side women and whatnot. So, yeah, I think he was a recovering alcoholic. Plus, uh, uh, that's what I understood from the movie. Plus, he was uh, ch- chasing some uh, young <laughs> younger mothers you know, yeah. of the other kids. So, yeah, he was really active in that movie and. Um, and uh, kind of like um, uh, evil spot in the, you know, among all those angels there, you know, who instead of partying and uh, drinking and doing drugs, they're reading the Bible and uh, and being nice, you know. So 
here you go so a huge difference of course between the almost famous and this movie for sure but um, it was still nice uh, i really do like this kind of movies like a road trip you know it's uh, very dynamic because it it takes you somewhere because just just the journey it's uh, really inter interesting and uh, uh, typically i feel sad you know when this movie en ends because i i still want to go to to you know join the joyride right <laughs> uh, so to say you know so uh, uh that, that's why that's why i i really appreciated the that uh almost famous uh is really long movie i think it's two hours and and um and 30 minutes but this movie was um uh one hour and um almost 50 minutes so um well let's it's... let's be honest there's not a lot of films that have that type of journey anymore i mean it's only indie films i'm finding that have that Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details that uh you know this human struggle and the journey from i don't know youth to adulthood sort of thing and finding your way and yeah it's uh, not e <laughs> well it's not an easy topic you know you can make it really ridiculous and or you can make it really great you know and uh, it's not so many movies of this type that would be really good yeah it almost so. felt like there was a little bit of a yeah, uh, stand by me flair to it, you know. Uh, stand by me being a lot longer. This one was shorter, but but you know that same feel in in some in well, some scenes. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. You're right. Another movie that you can compare it with. It's uh, Stand by Me for sure. I see. I see. I see where you're going with this, and uh, also the someone said that. Uh, he would compare it with um, Napoleon Dynamite, but I wouldn't go there. That's kind of really different. No, maybe I could. Maybe I could compare it. Maybe it's comparable only. Maybe you could see that a little bit of that geekness there, you know. But other than that, nah, I wouldn't go there. That's completely different uh, setup, I would say. That's right. Yeah, I, I don't think I agree with that uh, analysis either. I would say, you know, I mean, yeah, there might be a little bit here and there that they borrowed from, but not not as a whole. Sure. Uh, about the plot, you know, uh, well, I think the plot is pretty believable, you know, and uh, I mean, concerts in clubs or churches or youth camps um, or huge concerts um, any kind of concerts that that was the only way how to get your music out back in the 80s right so these right. kind of tours that was really something that would happen uh, very often oh for and sure the, the, yeah so it's not like nowadays you can reach out uh, through the youtube you can reach out through all kinds of media, you know, and uh, uh, 
it's not so many concerns as, as, as used to be, you know, back in 80s, 90s, for sure. And uh, plus we have bug <laughs> last two years, so it's uh, it's kind of lost, right? This kind of um, uh, media, I would call it, you know, concert is also the way how to communicate your music and how to be with your fans, right? But it's less and less of that. So, I yeah, I would say it's very believable as well. I I could totally see this actually happening uh, back in and. Back in the eighties, I mean, it's not something I would have seen around here, being in a small, small city. But back where they were, I mean, yeah, you could just drive to the next city just an hour away, right? So, but exactly. But uh, one thing about the film that I enjoyed, uh, you see a lot of Christian films today, and they are so terrible. Like they're just, they're so horribly done, and they they're kind of like a little bit preachy, and they're not. They're very unrealistic, I find. But this film went the opposite direction. It took the human experience and said, this is what actually happened, and this is what people were feeling, this is what they were doing, rather than trying to sort of shine it all up and make it seem like things are, like the struggle seems very fake in newer stuff. But this 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 was not fake at all. It was very uh, down to earth. Yeah, you, you're very right. Uh, some of the... Movies coming from, uh, I would say, Protestant or Baptist or uh, production is uh, really un unwatchable, basically. You know, it's too sentimental, too unrealistic. Yeah. But this movie really is in the from the real world because, you know, they appear like an angels at the beginning. But uh, then again, you could, you could see that... Uh, um, I th there were some little you know just a few second shots that uh, I think the drummer he was grabbing some beer you know you could see the allusion to you know some um, maybe at the beginning they were very nice to each other you know because they have this uh, Sarah right who who uh, ran away from her home and. Jude Nelson is actually like a, he's playing a pastor in this movie, and uh, she's uh, his daughter. But at the beginning, they were very nice to each other. But then at the end, you know, you could see the there is a direct contact and so on. So right, they they kind of let loose, you know. <laughs> yeah, their temptations and their struggles, you know. I mean, came out right. They're not perfect. Of course, and that that's what I that's what I like about this movie as well. You know, it's um, also I like uh, it's very realistic. Sometimes, sometimes your faith can be really naive. You know, like <laughs> you know, like you have this uh, moment when they are offered to have this concert. You know, in this evil club, you know, called Purgatorio in L.A., I think, right? Right. And uh, they said, like, no way I'm going to do the concert in the establishment when they uh, serve the alcohol, right? Or it's basically a devil's den. Right, right. You know, and then he said, okay, but guys, you know, we have the mission, you know, from Jesus, because we it's easy to play in churches where everybody loves you, right? But uh, we have a mission. We have to play for sinners too. 
Right, right. But they they basically made a huge mistake. <laughs> you know, it just uh, totally backfired. Yeah. Yeah, they were fully just. Uh, there was, it didn't touch anyone basically. They just, they just booed them out of the stage, right? So, right, and you that, see, you see the, you know. Well, that's that's another another issue I have with Christian music in general. Uh, it's really they're taking secular music and putting some Christian words to it and saying, "Oh, oh, this is this is Christian music now." No, it's not. You're just putting lipstick on a pig. It's it's not real music. It's it's a farce, as far as I'm concerned. And 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 that's what I think that was one of the, one of the points of the movie. You know, don't just try to do what you love, right? Instead of trying to make something fake on top of something else that's already good, right? Exactly. I mean, of course. I mean, I, I'm not musician or uh, some music te- theorist or something, you know. But uh, the one thing I know for sure, you know, the rock and roll is there to stick it to the man, right? It's uh, something uh, aggressive and frantic and something, something. You know that uh, gets you pissed off. You know it's not something gentle and uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a little bit rebellious, right? It's rebellious and uh, aggressive and uh, you know and, um, and and you know I think for for many people, Christians and non-Christians or, or whoever you are out there, um, if you're gonna let have a rebellious nature to you you're not going to go to christian music for that you're going to go to the real thing like you're going to you're going to slide to whatever you need to slide to or whatever sort of sinfulness you're going to want to be at you're not going to be one listening to to christian rock music if you feel like you're struggling or or struggling to keep your head under water or or whatever temptations you might be experiencing right exactly so uh, it it's very comparable, you know, to you know to Saint Paul in Athens when he went to Areopagus. You know, he was trying to make a sermon to all these uh, pagan philosophers, right? And he started to he was talking really nice, you know. But once he came to the point that. Uh, Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, about the afterlife and um, about the, um, Jesus raising from death. Then he just he just couldn't get through that through to them, right? And then he 
realize this is a mistake. You know, right. So you know you're doing these kind of mistakes, of course. You know, but and then um, then it was very unpleasant at the end, and uh, they got really upset, of course. But then um, another thing, you know, very human, which uh, it's not very nice, but in the end it's very human and very realistic. You know, the drummer he just took off, then um, the black boy, I, I think it was, yeah, he was a guitar player. Yeah, I think they he... just took off. I quit. That's it. That's you it. Know, yeah, I'm, I I don't want to go through this anymore. <laughs> so really, it was real. Yeah, That's why it was, I appreciate it was, about the plot. You know. Yeah, it's real and and raw in a sense and. <laughs> I mean, they're all they're all kids for the most part. So I mean, uh, yeah, they're just learning about themselves. They're learning about their faith, and you know, it's one of those trials or and one of those uh, learning lessons or um, opportunities to learn about about hey, how how exactly. life is. Right? I mean, yeah. it's almost like that child childlike um, childlike mentality where if I just do this, 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 and this, and I say the I'm right words and, and do yeah. this, then everything's going to be okay. There's going to be no problems anywhere, but that's not how life works, right? That's, yeah, exactly. It's just not so, yeah. So in this aspect, it was actually talking about the plot and it was excellent, you know, and uh, you have very nice allusion to to uh, to Sam Peter denying Jesus three times, right? Uh, yeah, I saw you that. Know, Eric, um, <laughs> when they were in this crazy club and with lots of aggressive, um, I would say, secular rock and rollers, you know, they asked him three times, are you with that Christian band? <laughs> no, right. no, no, I am with the uh, Satan's um, Quake or something. I'm not sure what was the name of the band. But yeah, it's like one of the other bands there, but yeah. Yeah, but he, he never he never wanted to, uh, you know, <laughs> admit to it, right? So um, nice allusion. That um, yeah, uh, that yeah, would... that was actually a, a good. I actually missed it the first time that reference. So then when I, I realized what it was the second time, but yeah, it was three times. You know, it's very explicit allusion to uh, Saint 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 Peter, um, you know, denying Jesus before the Passion, right? So. Uh, that was a nice aspect too, right? And um, and we all do that as well. I mean, at some point in our lives, we all do that denying of the well, for Christians, anyways. We we do that. We deny Christ, right? Of course. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Of course, that's uh, that is uh, very truthful. And uh, so, yeah, I was very enthusiastic and um, about the plot. Um. Yeah, maybe. maybe I'll just uh, say a couple of quotes I thought were a little bit, uh, a little bit funny. Um, so I guess this this quote was from Skip. Uh, so he's trying to ra- rally the troops, so to speak, and he says, "I don't get into business to party hardy, drink Bacardi, and smoke a bowl." Right? Like he's kind of like, <laughs> I remember, yeah. <laughs> and and no one really knows and, what he's talking and, about, but. And then he was doing that anyway, right? Yeah, exactly. And he was doing exactly <laughs> what he said he was supposed to be doing. <laughs> and then uh, one of the other quotes was from Eric. Uh, 
think I mentioned this earlier already, but the only reason I do this is to make Jesus famous. Uh, but without spoiling the plot, I'll just say it. there was a point in the movie where where uh, Sarah had said, uh, you don't, we don't need to make Jesus famous. Jesus is already famous without you, right? That was very nice. And um, also at the end of the movie, they, they said, um, let's play for us. You know, like let's have fun finally. You know what I mean? Like let's let's play and um, have fun at the same time. You know, that's right. Right. You're not. And, you're not. Uh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. We don't need to make J- Jesus famous. Do do this because you have a genuine uh, desire to do it. Right. Exactly. And uh, another maybe quote, or I would say, yeah, let's call it quote. Um, well, the, obviously the. The band is called uh, 316, uh, 316, which is a verse from John 316. Any, anybody can find it, uh, the, the actual verse. But the funny thing was when they were arriving to Purgatorio, uh, there was this um, um, poster or whatever, and uh, they were, they were, uh, they, they changed the name. Um, and they call them three sick teens. Oh yeah, <laughs> three sick teens. I guess they thought they were a regular metal band or something. <laughs> and they call them three sick teens. And it's so, like, uh, well, well, I thought there was four of us. <laughs> what the hell, you know? And uh, that was that was also funny. Uh, kind of allusion between uh, you know to Spinal Tap when Spinal Tap arrived to that um, military base for concert. Uh, I think the the that officer there he called them spinal tarp. <laughs> okay. so he, cha- he completely changed the name. <laughs> oh, tarp. welcome, spinal tarp. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I didn't catch that one. That's good. That's good though. <laughs> and I, so, I felt like too there was a little bit of mocking in the film. Like uh, for instance, uh, one of the main main songs that they did on all their t- tours was called Let's All Go Commando. And I just thought, like, what are they trying to say here? Let's all... And he, and he brings up... Like, yeah, that, that was... Uh, that, could mem- that could mean anything. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can go crazy to think about that, for sure. Yeah. And, um, yeah, Barabbas Commando. Yeah. That, that, some of the songs are actually catchy, in the, despite the fact that... Um, I I wouldn't play them outside of movie and but um, yeah I, I I never got beyond the Blood Zeppelin or ACDC which is still listenable and uh, but um, but anyway a nice nice story right so um, there is there is one uh, interesting uh, point in the plot as well okay there's a one scene where Eric was was to, uh, rhyming. He was doing his little interview with the band to see if he they could would sign him up as the uh, as the sound engineer. And uh, he he in the in the film he actually rhymed off uh, sixty six bands that he got inspiration from, and and actually supposedly the the reason why they use sixty six is because that's how many ver- um, books are in the uh, Protestant version. Uh, well, Protestant versions of the Bible. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Sixty-six. I mean, obviously, yeah. obviously, there's set. I mean, from, because we're Catholic, we have seventy-three. We don't, we didn't throw out any of the books. But um, well, I thought that was kind of, kind better. of. What's that? Always better. 
It's always better. But I thought that was kind of a, a neat little touch, uh, regardless that they. Uh... It was a little touch, and um, those five minutes he was naming those bands. I that was amazing. I mean, this actor, this uh, I don't know his name, who played. Uh, oh, I mean, he must have had a teleprompter or something, or notes or something. I don't think he named off all sixty-six off the top of his head. Oh, you think there was a tele whatever? Yeah, okay. I mean they're they're cutting cutting between him and and the other act actors while he was doing that. So I think maybe he did maybe ten at a time or something. And then they would cut it, and then he would do another ten or whatever. But oh, still amazing. Yeah, <laughs> that was something you know, like um, um, to name all those bands, you know. And um, I actually learned something new, you know, and uh, you know naming those bands like. Uh, Basically, you know, any any famous singer would touch up the Bible a little bit, you know. So you can say they are all Christians, basically, from Bob Dylan to Johnny Cash to, uh, you know, you two, of course. And uh, Right. Th- th- there will be always something to do with uh, God, Jesus, and faith, and so on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Well, yeah, yeah so that's he, right. He, he rhymed off uh, the the band. I think was it U two. I think he said which band members were Christians and which were not, or something. I seem to remember something about that. Yeah, he, yeah. Every everyone except David, I think he said, uh, and, and um, the all the other ones are Christian. It's true, you know. Bono usually pray uh, Hail Mary after the concert, so uh, no surprise there, you know. Right. Well, we all uh, know where Bono went, though. Unfortunately, he kind of. Yeah, but anyways, that's a story for another podcast, maybe. But <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> but another uh, scene that was interesting for me was uh, when Sarah was when they were at the roller rink doing their their set afterwards. They they were all. I mean, this is what you did in the eighties. You basically just slept on the floor, or I guess you still do that if you're a kid. But you just sleep wherever, right? You bring your sleeping bag and and. and it's very... Well, it's a typical youth camp, I would say. Yeah. I I don't think they they would accommodate them. Even today, you know, in some hotel or something, yeah. hotel or something. I mean, it's always like that. You know, it's an it's an adventure. You know, yeah. Sleep. And, and Sarah, you know, she's trying to get close. Like Sarah has a thing for Eric, and she's trying to get close to him. Like, you know, sleep sleep near him, and then he's kind of like, oh, I think it's best to sleep somewhere else, or whatever. And she just puts like a signals like a gun to her head and like tries shooting herself or something but that was a nice scene actually that was that tension that sexual tension was really nicely played actually yeah yeah you know that that was um, that was good that was really good i mean this um, guy eric and um, the, i mean the the actor's name is andrew eco i think not sure about the the guy the girl who played sarah uh, Shannon it, Hutchinson. Well, here you go, Hutchinson. Uh, they really, really good, good job there. You know, that's right. I was impressed. I'm you not could sure. Feel the tension even, you know, through the through the screen, right? Yeah, yeah. And he, it shows. I mean, we all know why she was there. I mean, yeah, she loved to sing, but there was other ulterior motives why she was there. She's trying to run away, and you know, trying to sort of find herself. And there's scenes where you can. Tell she's just trying to maybe, I don't know, it's sell not, her oats uh, or something. It's it's not explained in detail actually. What was the tension between Sarah and her father, and was the issue there? But we can only guess that he 
him being the pastor, you know, he will obviously be very stern and um, keeping a short leash because he's got like four daughters and he's a widower. <laughs> well, so it's 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 not very very difficult to understand why she was uh, running away from him, right? I, I think her father was a little bit out to lunch as well because there was he was doing a sermon at one point in the movie and he was reading off of a I don't know a sticky note or something and it was kind of like like he didn't oh, re- yeah. realize what he's reading, but I think someone was trying to play a prank on him. Oh, they they. <laughs> okay, they they um put some um, fake sticky note like with some some fake notes or something. Some, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, here you go. It's not explained, but um, it's not really important. To tell you the truth, in this movie, you know what happened with her, and what what actually what, what's really good about this plot? We're still talking about the plot and story. Uh, is that the movie has a conclusion. Right. This is what I appreciate. You know, you have these guys 20 years later, uh, Sarah, you know, I, well, I, I will not reveal, but there is a conclusion. You know, this is really nice. Yeah, there doesn't need to be a sequel, we'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> that too, right? So, yeah. they don't need to take a good thing and ruin it with a sequel. <laughs> Nice. Anyways. So, yeah, maybe we can talk about the cast. Yeah, um, I will. I just want to say, I think one of the main themes of the movie or the or the, of the plot was, or the takeaway from the film was, that no matter how you dress up a pig with lipstick, the same human nature comes out in the end, right? So no matter whatever your good intentions are, sometimes can, things can still go wrong. Exactly. You know, uh, doesn't matter, you know, what kind of mask you put on, how you want to cover your true, true yourself, you know, it always comes up anyway. It always co- comes up in the end. And just one other thing, I'll just say that the the pace of the plot was, was fairly decent as well. So no, no problems there. No problems there. Oh, well, maybe some of the scenes were a little bit corny, and but anyway, it's it's a musical, so I would say it belongs there. You know, like there was those four five minute shots, like them dancing and uh, spraying with the we I think whipping cream or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. I, I you know sometimes you find it a little bit corny, and uh, but I guess it belongs there. It's okay. Right. Okay. So for the cast, then. Uh... We had, okay, as you said earlier, we had Judd Nelson. He was playing Cliff, uh, her father. And then we had Brian, sorry, Brian Baumgartner as Skip Wick. You know, he was the guy from The Office. Uh, Shannon Hutchinson as Sarah, who was one of the lead actors. Uh, Andrew Eckel was Eric, who was the other lead in the film. And then we also had Wine Lenhart, who was the lead, uh, who played Michael as the lead um, musician. Now, I haven't personally seen, I don't think I've seen any of these actors in any other films other than Judd. So, um, well, you've seen Jude Nelson, right? I I've seen him for sure, but none of the other actors I recognize other than Brian from The Office. So, 
I can't. I found their performances were pretty good for the most part. So I don't know a whole lot to say about them. Maybe you have a little bit more insight um, on Judd and, and and Brian. I don't have much. I know that uh, Chris White uh, did um, a couple of episodes in the Star Trek Continues TV series. Oh yes, that's in, right. Yeah, yeah. Back in 2015. And some of the actors in um, Electric Jesus were also playing in the in those episodes. He was, or in the show, he was directing. I mean, not the whole show, but he was directing uh, some of the episodes, right? So, kind of like uh, maybe that uh, they befriended during this um, Star Trek production, and he called them actually because. You can see the, the some of the names they are interlinked with um, this uh, Star Trek show, right? So, um, so some of the actors they were in, uh, they met in this um, Star Trek show, and other actors I never heard of, I never seen. So they are pretty new, pretty um, fresh in the business. But um, then again, you have. Um, Older guys who are already experienced in um, the other movies or TV shows, but no big names, basically. Mm -hmm. It's, um, I would say, really unknown bunch to me. You know? Right. <laughs> Except I, those, you, those you already mentioned, right? But um, and actually, I did. I think I forgot one of the actors as well, C Caleb. Nix Hoffman, he played Scotty. He was, I guess, the uh, was he the? Oh, he was the drummer, I believe. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, he was the first one to leave, right? Right. Judas. <laughs> <laughs> no. Judas, yeah. Well, they, no, they, didn't, have, oh, they didn't have right. a 12, but yeah. <laughs> You're Judas, man. You're Judas. Get out of here. <laughs> you sold it all for some money. Exactly. But uh, so, not much to say. You know, I can only repeat the the acting was decent. You know, in in some instances, even impressive. I would say, and they they did a good job, and mainly they had fun. Like I said at the beginning, you know, when when you have these kind of projects, you know, uh, I would say covered by, let's call them Protestants or Baptists, you know, there is always 
I I would say nice environment and uh, the uh, very warm-hearted, <laughs> say, and um, they had lots of fun. Right, right. I, I I'm sure of that. You know, so you can see the chemistry and um, and you can see that they want. You can see that they they really want to be there. You know, <laughs> in, oh, in that for movie sure. set. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, so anyways, uh, we'll move on a little bit here. We'll move on to the visual effects uh, and the props and whatnot. Uh, per- personally, I-, I was 80s-like, but it was close. For, for I mean, it's probably hard to find a lot of these things now. Uh, but I-, I was particularly enjoyed by-, by the bus. I mean, come on. The bus had a thing on the side that said jo- or joyful explosion or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> That was. Uh, I wonder what they're trying to allude at with that one, but of course, and <laughs> and um, yeah, that's why they were surprised, you know. And uh, but um, props. Uh, actually, I saw a little interview with this guy. Uh, I think he was taking care of the uh, props. Actually, in this movie, his name is Thompson's. Thompson, I think Thompson. Okay. And he actually, that was actually his stuff. You know, when you check the Eric's room, you know, all those um, uh, record player, uh, cassette player, and those hi-fi things there, you know, and um, the records and the posters, that was actually his. The These guys, like a super geek you know and uh, big fan of everything that is from 80s and this guy actually they use it in the movie and he's the owner and um, so i believe that's genuine and uh, plus um, of course speaking about the special effects there are none uh basically you can only see i i believe some of the shots were done with the green screen uh they use i think two cameras panasonic which oh. you can how did you find that out i couldn't find any information i saw the movie set <laughs> there were two panasonic oh, okay <laughs> so that was um, easy to see you know but um, it's it, there is no information on imdb about um but those were the typical Panasonics that every movie set using uh, these days, which you can, which you can basically edit on the spot and make your movie right, right in the camera and and right there, you know. So uh, I think they did it really quick, and uh, obviously they have two cameras. Uh, other than that. Uh, club was probably uh, done um, like a setting. Right. right. They, I don't think that's made... a real club at all. It seemed like it doesn't it wouldn't exist anymore. But yeah, it was done in the studio and um, and outside. I mean the the scenes from um, the I mean outdoor scenes. They were done like you said in Georgia, which I believe. Is very sunny uh, country, right? Right. So they got lots of sun, 
what was a little bit disturbing was uh, for me where I didn't like the color was at the pool scene. Uh, there was this uh-huh. pool scene where uh, Skip comes to the band and announces them that they have a gig in the. Um, no, they have a gig to record an EP. And they are all excited and so on. And uh, the bass player, the, the heavy guy, he jumps into the pool, right? Mm-hmm. That, that, that's the scene. And um, I didn't like the color during this scene because uh, Sarah seems to me, seemed to me like, uh, like she would have a liver failure. She was so yellow. That was just... Really <laughs> I knew rude. you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say she was yellow. And... She was very, very yellow, and I didn't understand why, you know. And <laughs> well, I'll just tell you something about Panasonic cameras. Uh, uh, Pan- all Panas, pretty much every Panasonic camera out there, their their color, their color science is always um, they for whatever reason it's more yellow than any other other brand. So that that's why. And if they didn't do it, Maybe they uh, skipped the color grading on that scene or something. So if they didn't go back to sort of adjust it, that yeah, you're probably seeing seeing a more natural color from the camera. Well, here you go. Now you explained it, and um, they probably didn't have time or something to go back and check uh, and um, you know correct it. But uh, she looked like someone with Hepsi, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but. Um, it was a little bit unnatural, but anyway, that's only a little mistake, you know. Maybe they didn't have time. Maybe you know they didn't check it. Whatever, you know. Maybe there is some kind of symbolic. Who knows? <laughs> that could be. But, I mean, yeah. From I, I, you know, they were trying to p- apply an '80s color grading to it as well, which tends to be more reds and and browns and greens. I think than than blues so it's possible that more 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 highlighted i would say right they were trying to well, make yeah. a uh, make, so, make an impression of 80s movies i would say yeah bit. so that combined with the panasonic color science maybe they just couldn't get it right or something but could be could be yeah well next time guys <laughs> next time other than that you know not much to say i mean of course costumes you know i mean Typically, 80s heavy metal band, they all have these costumes and makeups and, uh, right. you know, probably starting with Kiss and Black Sabbath and that kind of bands. Yeah, and Jerry, uh, well, Jerry curls and, and whatever kind of hairstyle. Yeah. But Sarah, Sarah had an interesting hairstyle. I'm not sure what the why her hairstyle was so messy and sort of all over the place all the time. I don't know if they were trying to go for that effect or if that was just her. Who knows? It was maybe... More like 70s than 80s, right? <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. was, um, yeah. And you know, speaking about this, these costumes and uh, and the, the the those masks, you know, like bands like Kiss and uh, and so on and so on. And uh, you know, like I, I had a feeling like it was more about the uh, show rather than the music at, at a certain point, you know. Then. That's why I think the the there was a, a huge decline of the heavy metal music. You know, at at the end of the eighties, it was just gone. You know, right? Nobody nobody would do that anymore. So, uh, just like as they said in in in, in the almost famous, it's over. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it. 
Yeah. <laughs> Get off the stage. Get off the stage. We don't want you up there. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. But, so. Yeah, I mean, all the practical effects, the camera angles. I mean, uh, it's a good balance between uh, uh, it, like strictly in focus scenes, uh, high high uh, f stop versus low f stop. You know, they then go overboard with uh, going zipping back and forth. You know, you could actually tell what was going on. It wasn't. Uh... It was angle. I don't. I don't mind angles. There was everything was correct and uh, just accurate. Uh, they use also some authentic uh, footage. Oh yes, some... yes, that's right. They had the uh, the eighties uh, camcorder there, and they were shooting. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, they did that. That was um, good for effect, and otherwise, not much to say. They did a good job. Not. Astral or excellent, but good job. Good job. Good yeah. job. We'll get, give you five stars. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put them on your forehead. <laughs> and then they'll really look like an 80s band. There you go. Okay. So, uh, yeah, if that's uh, about it for that category, we'll just continue uh, down the road here, I guess, with our overall opinion. Here you go. It's your movie. It's my movie, so I'm on the spot now. Okay, so <laughs> for style directing and yeah, well, overall I enjoyed the film somewhat. Uh, so, but under the style directing and theatrical score, I'm going to give it a seven point five out of ten, and the reason is they pretty much got the '80s style down, not perfectly. So I'm. Took, took like half a point off for that or whatever because I probably would have given it eight otherwise. But uh, right. and the the choice of music and whatnot, so that's why I gave it seven point five for the plot. Uh, very believable for me, so I'm going to give it an eight out of ten. Nice. Uh, the cast and the acting score again. Th- these aren't big budget actors, so they did their job as they needed to do it. So I'm going to give it a seven out of ten. And I felt they, they mixed well with each other as well. Like there was no sort of, um, I'm going to say, uh, bad vibes I, I felt from them. Exactly. Okay, Spe- special effects. Again, there wasn't really much to say about it, so I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. Well, I wonder if I should revise that because... Um, I'm going to revise that to 7.5 out of 10. And we would take some some marks off because of the uh, the yellowish scene, maybe. So, And then for my <laughs> overall rating, if we add that all up, it comes to about 7.8 out of 10. So, nice. Which nice. is one of my higher picks, uh, strangely enough. I mean, I, I would watch it again uh, from a film perspective. Yeah, I, I would do. I would do. Yeah, me too. And it should be sung. So if you're, oh, here you go, nice, nice. However, I will. There's one caveat though. Um, if you're coming into this film expecting it to be a, a, a standard Christian sort of film, this is not it. This is, this is definitely not that film. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, we talked about it, and um, so for me. Um, 
yeah, style directing score. Uh, well, unfortunately, score didn't do it for me. You know, it. I just can't help it. You know, I just don't don't like the eighties metal, but uh, I still give it a seven. Plot uh, and the story was, uh, like I said, I you know it's, it was excellent, and uh, I can easily, you know, give it um, eight okay. out of ten. Good stuff. Cast, acting, score. Uh, there were some, you know, in some instances, it, the, the acting wasn't so. Uh, maybe a little bit of less quality, but they are young actors, so they cannot do anything. They cannot do everything perfectly. So that's seven uh, special effects score. I really like the props. Again, I uh, go go again and watch the Eric's room. Uh, I I would really be enjoying to. Uh, to if I have a room like that, you know, with all those um, old Wi-Fi things like cassette player and, um, and those, you know, they, they they used to be like big box basically and uh, uh, that uh, hi-fi set, right? So I I really liked it and the uh, records in the uh, case and so on, really nice. So I I give it eight, you know. Okay. For this, I, 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 I'm gonna ignore the yellow scene. <laughs> you gotta ignore the yellow scene. Okay. <laughs> uh, so overall rating is seven out of ten. Okay. Uh, no, sorry, seven point five. I'm sorry, seven point five. And for me, I, I'm gonna watch it again. You know, at least for to compare with against the almost famous. You know, uh, to have. Um, uh, something to compare it with. Uh, so for me, it should be sung. Should be sung. So basically, we're both praising the movie, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, we're gonna praise um... Jesus, praise the movie. <laughs> well, here you go. Okay, good stuff. All right. So uh, yeah, that those are our ratings, folks. Uh, I suppose that's gonna wrap up this podcast. So if you want to check us out. Uh, Find us on your favorite podcasting platform. Uh, we do have a Facebook page, uh, Unsung Cinematics as well. Rosto is taking care of that. And uh, for next week's uh, pick, I what is our pick for, or not next week's pick, uh, next month's pick? What is our pick for next month anyways? It's an uh, Ethan Hawke movie. He's... Um, uh... He's in main role. I I used to hate Ethan Hawke, you know, but when I saw the this romantic, uh, you know, uh, movie uh, Midnight um, Midnight Train, no, <laughs> something like that. Okay. They are simply in the train from, I think, from Budapest to to some other, you know, all over the Europe, and uh, he meets this girl who is French and. It just movie like blah 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 blah, you know, and uh, <laughs> blah 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 blah. <laughs> yeah, blah blah blah. French accent, blah blah blah. American accent, you know. It was just uh, so tiring. But then, you know, after some years, this Ethan Hawke, he actually started to be really great actor, and I following uh, every of his movie. I'm really make I make I make sure I, I watch that movie, 
and we're gonna uh, review one of his uh, uh, movies and you will see which one let's get surprised all right i'll get surprised i'll get ready and surprised and also if you haven't checked out our uh, short versions of the podcast we do uh, off the record uh, for our sort of films that we didn't want to do once uh, a full review on we just do uh, six picks from from there so do check those out as well and i would like to thank you for joining us again today ross too and to our audience out there for listening, uh, hopefully you'll stick around. And maybe, uh, if you don't mind, give us a review on Apple Podcasts or something so we, we know how we're doing. All right, so take it easy, everyone, and take care. The Unsung Cinematics Podcast is produced by Multimedia Corp. and is the joint ownership of Rostislav Miklos and Stuart Rastri. Copyright 2022. The statements in this podcast are the opinions of the hosts and not necessarily a true statement or literal fact.